Very excited about this week's podcast. I've got international athlete, triathlete, and nutritionist of body science, Tatiana Marino. Have I got that right? Yeah, it's um, Portuguese Marinho. Marinho. But I say Marinho here. Bit of Aussie slang on the end there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Tatiana's one of our nutritionists, and we're going to talk about women's health. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hydroxyburn Shred Ultra, nootropic thermogenic. Shred Ultra is scientifically engineered to shred body fat, ignite metabolism, and boost all-day energy while enhancing cognitive performance, focus, clarity, and mood. It combines powerful fat-burning thermogenics, Garcinia, green coffee bean, guarana, caffeine, and an industry-leading four grams of acetyl L-carnitine with potent nootropic ingredients at effective therapeutic doses to give you maximum results. This week at Body Science, the world of fit, happy, and healthy, I'm going to throw on the end of that healthy eating and women. And with me today is nutritionist, Tatiana. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Tatiana, a little bit of history on you. You joined Body Science how many years ago? About five or six years ago. So I was about to go to Worlds for triathlon. I had just started triathlon and you guys started sponsoring me as an athlete and you found out that I was a nutritionist. So you got me writing some blogs and we started from there. And you've uh, put together a bit of a food plan with Harriet in the early days around the My Body Science program? Yeah, so we got that developed probably two years ago and been working on it ever since. So I know. It's, it's a <laughs> tough process, that one, when you uh, want to throw your, your how everybody should eat in a happy way out there. It took a long time between, like, Harry is, is a dietitian, you're a nutritionist. Well, do you want to tell us, what, what, what is your qualification? So I started nutrition at Athletics back home. I did three years there, but then I moved What did you do? It's in Brazil? That's in Brazil, yeah. You did a Bachelor of what? Nutrition and Athletics. Yeah. Did three years there, but over those five years for 10 subjects a semester. Moved here, did my bachelor in public health with a major in nutrition and health promotion. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on to a master's of nutrition <clears throat> and athletics. Yeah, nice. And now I'm doing a master's in public health again. <laughs> Back to public health. Yeah. That's something very passionate. You actually work a lot with Indigenous populations at the moment. Yeah, so it's a great passion of mine. I really love working with health promotion and public health. I think working out there has helped me a lot with my patients here as well because I I, I see it firsthand, the difference of going from what we used to eat uh, without all the food companies or uh, soft drinks and all of that. And then you go to communities and that's all they have. And you see the big difference of what looks like to have soft drinks every single day. And it's, it's a big difference because we're being told is is our fault on exercise, is our fault on screen time. And I see it from the kids there when they hit 10 years old, they start to put on weight and it's, it's the food. So it's the food that's making the difference, is the food that's making us sick so we need to work on that let's talk about food and drink choices that we make every day around women's health you're having a lot of females come to clinic they want to drop a few kilos they've been using the starvation method doesn't work and is that when you get them or uh, what phase are you getting women in this process so we they usually come in after trying a lot of different diets trying everything that's free and available on the internet or from friends from work and they start to go the other way so they might lose a bit of weight and then they start put on weight and doesn't matter what they do, they can't drop it. And my biggest issue with that usually is because
because they're not eating enough calories. And for females, what we have to remember is that, unfortunately, as animals, we'll still, females are here to produce babies, really. We're here to, to be bums and to continue our species. So uh, our bodies will always try to conserve the energy to be able to, to make our babies healthy. So if you stop start starving yourself, your body will get into metabolic stress and you will start getting the weight on your hips and around your your organs as well. So that's something that I said a lot in my clinic. So what does healthy eating look like for, and it's the topic here is females, women. What does healthy eating look like? I know that's a stupid question, Tatiana, and you give me that look, but <laughs> people out there listening going, well, you know, I'm doing 1,200 calories, I'm doing 800 calories, I'm doing this, I'm doing macros, I'm doing keto, I'm doing, if it fits my macros, like what does healthy eating look like for women? For me, I think it's really simple. It's, uh, it's always going back to basics and looking at real food and also what works for you. Your body's a really smart machine. If you start to struggle with energy, if you start to crave a few foods, is your body telling you you're missing something? So I, I really like to go back to basics, eat real food, supplement where we need because uh, we're getting busy and we need we need to still meet those needs. But it's it's going back to basics and, and respecting your body and understand that everyone has a different metabolism and different way of dealing with the food. So it's uh, for me, it's simple, but I'm just trying to, I think there's so much information out there now. We just try, we just need to try to get people to go back to basics, really. So healthy eating in your line of thinking does not need a specific diet or type of food. It's what works for you as well. And I always say that a lot and I see Harriet talking about it as well. I always explain to my patients that I know everything about physiology, anatomy, uh, food, chemistry and all of that, but your body is your body and will react in different ways. So you really need to find what is making you happy and healthy. I think happiness is a big thing about food and exercise and, and being healthy because if you're not happy, something's wrong. Your, your brain will feel the, the difference in food, your, the stress, the lack of sleep. So I think being happy is the first step. And from there, you can start losing weight. You can start getting stronger. But if you're not happy with yourself, if you're stressed, if you're looking at food in a negative way, that's never going to work. So the old saying, you are what you eat, is exactly true. It is. I, I I believe that. I think it is. And you need to, if you want to, if you want that to be positive, you need to look at your food in a positive way because the way you look at your food is the way you look at yourself. And I come from a background because of my sports. I see a lot of eating disorders. And what we're seeing at the moment is that these eating disorders are coming and we can't really define them anymore. So the fact that we're looking up online and trying different things from different bloggers and different ideas of people that aren't, don't have the background to be giving that information is already a type of eating disorder. The fact that we're looking at food and having negative thoughts of I shouldn't be eating these, I, I really have to restrict my diet, that's a type of eating disorder as well. So we really have to go back to basics, enjoy food in a social way, understand that food is there to fill our bodies, to make us happy, to get our brains working, to get our guts working, to, to give us energy to be with our family and friends, go surfing and do whatever we have to do. And it, it's a beautiful thing. Like I love food. I, mm. I love big plates <laughs> of food because you look at it and you can see what's going to bring to you. And that's energy, that's happiness, that's social time. So I, I think that's how I see food. Okay. So if I can just step into this a little bit deeper, like women have some unique nutritional needs along the way. And let's look, you can bring obviously pregnancy and menopause in if, if you want to during this, but I just want to touch on something around calories, like how unique are calories to females when they're working out their 
eating? So for me, for example, I'm a I'm a short uh, female, but I'm I'm a bit heavier than what I should be because I'm a bit stronger. And my base of metabolic rate is around 1,200 calories, and that's sort of what you see with females. That doesn't mean we should be eating 1,200 calories or less a day. Uh, a lot of people ask me about calorie deficit to lose weight. That's not under 1,200 calories mm-hmm. because this base of metabolic rate is literally what you need to breathe and to produce cells to survive. Just from getting up, going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, that will get your heart rate up and that will change your calorie needs already. So the fact that you're going to work and you, you're working around the house, even if you think your energy requirements aren't that high because you don't work out as much, you're already hitting at least 1,500 calories. So I'm really specific with that. I don't like seeing females having less than 1,500 calories. And I think um, it's something that a lot of nutritionists and dietitians agree with me. I'd say they would too. Yeah, because after that, you put your body under a lot of stress. And for females, that increases the cortisol. That And for us, because we have such a difference in hormones daily and throughout the month, fem- males are great because you just have a straight line. Your, your hormones are great. For females, it goes up and down during the day and up and down during the month so if you really put your body under metabolic stress because you're not eating enough and change that hormone balance it's really hard to go back to to normal so it's just trying to reduce the metabolic stress because that's going to put everything out of work and make your life a lot harder today's podcast is brought to you by hydroxyburn shred ultra nootropic thermogenic shred ultra is scientifically engineered to shred body fat ignite metabolism and boost all-day energy while enhancing cognitive performance focus, clarity, and mood. It combines powerful fat-burning thermogenics, Garcinia, green coffee bean, guarana, caffeine, and an industry-leading four grams of acetyl L-carnitine with potent nootropic ingredients at effective therapeutic doses to give you maximum results. Under that same topic of unique nutritional needs, vitamins and minerals. Yeah, so I think big thing for females, of course, is the calcium. Our bones get stronger until we're about 35, 40 years old. And then after that, it starts to drop because our estrogen starts to drop. We need to be really careful with that. And that's something that I'm seeing from girls getting from really young age now is not not being careful with their bone health. We need to make sure we are getting our periods and our hormones are in balance. Because if you don't get that picket, 35, 40 years old, you're really going to have troubles when you get a bit older. I think uh, being really careful, not just with calcium consumption, but the vitamin K and vitamin D as well, just the quality of, of your food as well, because we can be having calcium. And if you're not having enough of the other vitamins and and, and protein and fats and carbohydrates, that calcium won't really be available in your body for your body to be used, uh, to use that. So we have to be really careful. One thing that I'm really specific with is female is going to train just having caffeine before training we do get rid of some calcium in our urine when we work out and just caffeine because caffeine really uses calcium to create some energy in the body so maybe have some almonds or something with a bit of calcium boost i usually have some like just 10 to 20 almonds with um fig which is good in calcium as well but really be careful with your bone health is something that we have to look for yeah nice i'm a massive fan of vitamin k too which you mentioned vitamin k yeah i actually 
take the tray on the ball uh, when I'm not competing because I can't, can't take that when I'm competing, but I take that for the vitamin K and just to uh, make sure my bones are a bit healthier. How do you feel on the tray on the ball when you take it? Very active. I'm already <laughs> a bit ADHD, <laughs> so I get very active and I have to be careful what time I take it. For us, it doesn't make a huge difference without testosterone because most of it produced in the testicles. So for us, it's not a huge difference. The marker and the, the tribulus and the, the marker really help control our hormones. Yep. So I get really active and I only take one capsule a day. Yeah. It's like a tri-balance for women, isn't it? Yeah. It is. What about iron? Is that one of the vitamins and minerals you're talking to females a lot and folic acid? Yeah, for sure. Because we lose that when we have our periods. Yep. So for females, usually males, if you stop eating iron, so if you go vegan right now, you have a stored storage of iron in your liver forever. Females last about three years. Okay. So the very first time I went vegan, just before I started university, it actually lasted two years and a half and I started to get really sick. Okay. It's something that you have to be careful with and there's different types of iron and you need to know what you're eating. And two, I think one important thing with iron is caffeine again. Uh, so having caffeine with your meals. So say you have coffee after lunch, uh, it will send your iron to your urine. So you have to be careful with that. Make sure that when you eat good quality food, try not to have caffeine straight after it. So how long are we waiting for that? At least an hour or two just to go through your system. Is that like an hour and a half or an hour or two? <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on, on, on your metabolism, but you really shouldn't hey, be having Hey, some people just want that coffee. That's what I'm heading to. <laughs> so looking at reproductive health in females, what are some of the big questions you're being asked about people who want to start a family? So I think, again, go back to basics and stay healthy. A few studies have found that what your grandmother had as meals and how healthy she was made a difference on your mother and it made a difference on how you were born. Mm -hmm. So that that's something that we're studying a lot on now because we found out that it's not just up to you anymore. It's about your mom and your grandmother and everyone that was got pregnant before to to form that family so i think go back to basics make sure your gut is healthy brain health as well reduce stress so the stress will really affect your reproductive system iron the iron has to to stay up there and i think which is really important that i just talked about is your your fat storage females really under 13 12 percent they're not getting the period and they're going to have problems to to get pregnant so let's talk about that with the athletes ex-athletes or ex-fitness fitness competitors because those guys are running pretty low body fats these days what type of issues are they going to look at leading into wanting to have a family so we found that after six months of not getting your period you already affect your bones in a way that you can't get back pretty much so we're working towards working something else something else around it i i was really lucky as an athlete because every time when i was quite young when my my coach for swimming every time that i was getting a bit late with my period he would drop the intensity to make oh, yeah, sure nice. i was getting yep. my period so i've never ever missed a period really important it, it's part of our system and again it goes back to the hormones we have that cycle there's a really complicated 
cycle, you feel breaking that you you can have some really big issues. The other thing, I don't know if it's going to be a bit controversial, but I'm not a great fan of dairy for females. There is well, that you're not a great fan of dairy. Yeah, yeah, for females, there's a there's a lot of studies on it. There's a few theories around uh, twins and um, and dairy consumption, diabetes type one, and the children and dairy consumption of the mom. And we have to remember that dairy is coming from another mother so it has all those hormones to grow that being that little being that becomes a really big being and we have to think about that but with that milk it comes a lot of estrogen so a lot of the external estrogen we get in our diet 60 to 80 percent comes from dairy and that can affect your reproductive system again so it's very interesting very very interesting so are you touting vegan diets for mums to be well vegan is complicated because i would love to to say to everyone to go vegan for many reasons but i think it's complicated because we need to be educated on iron we need to be educated on b12 we need to be educated on um, the protein carbohydrate and fat that you're having a lot of vegans don't have enough protein but they have a lot of fat and they miss the iron so for females to miss their iron is it is it is, yeah, it's a lower, the lower inflammatory diet, which can help for mums, but it's at the same time, you can miss a few things. So I'll definitely look for a professional. If you're struggling to have a, have babies or if you're thinking about it, I think one of the first things you have to do is to see a professional because it, it goes from mum to mum and it goes from your, your medical history of where, where you, you came from and what your needs are. So, so we're talking about athletes here as you talk about that. So if you've just, coming out of sport want to have a family go see someone yeah i think so too. do you start with a nutritionist dietitian or do you start with a doctor in that space well doctor because then you get the referral and you don't pay for the dietitian but, but there you go <laughs> free dietetics 101 <laughs> I think I think a bit of both. You really need to find professionals that are happy to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You see that at doctors, you find a good doctor when he's happy to talk to your dietitian, he's happy to, to talk to your physio or whoever's working with because we don't know everything and yeah. uh, like it, it's really hard to know everything. So I think go to your doctor and get referred to a dietitian or nutritionist then. Yeah, nice. I want to touch on some uh, general health problems, things that we see on labels, in, in products, in supermarkets and stuff. I just want to touch on things like celiac disease, lactose intolerance, the types of the, the big ticket female topics. What what are they out there that, that girls, young girls coming through should be aware of? Celiac disease is a really serious condition. So when you say I don't do very well with gluten, is not is not celiac disease. So celiac disease, there's a, there's an immune response. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that you can get from that. You have problems with bone health. You, there's different problems that you can get. You might not know you have it because you don't get gas sort of symptoms so it's really serious you you should get tested and to get that tested you need to be consuming some gluten otherwise you won't see the immune response gluten is depending on where it's coming from and the the way it's processed it is a pro-inflammatory compound so gluten is just a little protein that we find in some carbohydrates but for example oats you can get traces of gluten because of the way it's processed and it's not I, i love oats it's cheap and it's my superfood to go to so i think it's just being careful with how you do you don't want to get too restrictive it is a pro-inflammatory food but a lot of other things are as well so if your celiac is a different matter otherwise you can have a bit of gluten just be careful with the processed foods okay fair enough what about uh lactose intolerance again (laughs) 
I'm not, I'm not, it's, um, it's hard because I think we, as beings, we're not meant to be having cow's milk. It does trigger inflammation. Is that a female-specific comment there or is that males and females? No, that's for, for if, if you think of the cow and what the cow's trying to grow as a mother, it's a it's a big being and all the hormones are there and all the, the different compounds of the milk are there to grow that being from being 50 kilos to 300 kilos in a few months. It, you have a lot of hormones that, that we get when we're breastfed and are really important when we start our lives but after that we don't really need that so if you go for example to countries that haven't been introduced to dairy yet if you give them a cup of milk they will feel sick for weeks because it's not because they are allergic to milk but they it's not part of our diet it's not it's not part of our system so it shouldn't everyone's got their opinion yeah as you said it's n equals one isn't it it's what works for you yeah so metabolism that's the big question like females constantly like we get through our customer service team is oh, I don't burn as many calories as my husband when I'm we've got our watches on and we do the train same training session blah 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 what's going on there with metabolism and females again um, I don't want to sound uh, rude I'm, I'm talking in a biological way yep. I know we're really important for everything else at the moment but in a biological way we're literally there to to be part of the reproduction system to 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 be able to for humans to continue to be humans so our metabolism will be slower we're meant to be reserving all the energy we have to bring that being in the best way possible whereas males they are meant to sprint hunt come back home and 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 get a feed so it's a completely different metabolism females are a lot better at endurance um sports for example and after actually after we have babies will uh, our hormones kick in and we actually get a lot better so a lot of i'm an athletes actually they after they have babies they get a lot better but our metabolism does drop if we're not having enough food because it's conserving that energy. It's just different, completely different hormones, completely different ways of the body dealing with um, with what we have to deal with in terms of what our organs are doing and what our hormones are doing. Okay. So have you got anything else you want to add to your big topics that you get that people talk to you about in your clinic? And I mean, I think we've covered most of them there. Is of there anything? Females. Yeah. I think I think what I just I I would love for females to again start looking at them in a more positive way again. There's I would love for females to start looking at themselves in a positive way again. Um, this this little belly that we have at the front is normal because we have our organs there. We're not meant to be flat. We're not meant to have three percent of body fat because that's not how our body works. So I really want females to again feel empowered of the way we were born to be. And, and and be happy about it and look at food in a positive way stop comparing yourself it's it's becoming really dangerous for our society at the moment respect your body and um, make sure you're on top of your health because you will need uh, when you turn 50 60 and you don't want to be a, a, a shredder anymore mm-hmm. you will need your health to to be able to live with and have your grandkids around and be able to walk around and be able to to be happy and healthy really okay so I heard someone say this question earlier. What What are your three go to foods? My three go to foods, I think, especially for I think for females as well, nuts, oats, which are really cheap and really easy to go, and broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. Nice. Well, Tatiana, thanks for coming on board. That's part of our chat about women this week. Thanks for coming on. If people want to catch you, what's your Insta account? Marie underscore Tatiana. So M-A-R-I-N-H-O underscore Tatiana. T-A-T-I-A-N-A. Need to take a break halfway through that one. (laughs) 
<laughs> and do you have a um, website if people want to come and talk to you or where's your clinic? Uh, how do they get in contact My clinic's in Southboard, so it's Ferry Road Physio and Functional Therapies. I changed that name a little bit. Yep. But, yeah, we're in Southboard, Little House Clinic. And do you have a website or an email address? Yeah, so it's ferryroadphysio.com.au. Okay. Nice. Well, thanks for coming on board. It's the first of many podcasts we're going to do together, and that's your first ever podcast, I got told. So nice work. <laughs> Thank you. Not too many ums and ahs and not too much nervousness. Well done. Thanks. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.